Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with James Wellman, CIO at Comanche County Memorial Hospital. In this segment, Wellman talks about when it pays to be the new CIO, how being transparent helped increase engagement among decision makers, and his bold approach to vendor management. Let's talk a little bit about what needed to happen as far as uh, you know, cleaning up the data center. I guess first off, when you, when you arrived and, and you were looking at um, you know, the whole situation with, with Horizon and Paragon, but just as far as what, what needed to happen with the data center. Well, when I, when I first showed up, I mean, think one of the things that comes in here is you've got a staff that had seen a lot of people coming out of the corner office, um, and there had been a kind of a revolving door for a few years. Yeah. So from their perspective, here's another person coming in. Uh, they'd all been sitting here, and it was a really good team, but they had lost a lot of the support. They had um, the hospital itself, you know, had lost faith in the IT department, they were continually under scrutiny. Systems were going down weekly. Um, the stability was not there, and they were, they'd gotten stuck into a, a Band-Aid patching mode as opposed to fixing the entire system. You know, they, they weren't being cured. They were just treating symptoms. And it's really easy for that to happen when you don't take a stop and say, okay, let's let's figure out exactly what we have and what's going on here. And it was rather daunting. Just a first run, physical issues when I came in here, looking at all the network closets or IDFs, whatever we want to call them these days, the um, challenges that were there, you know, from security to no continuity to no standardization. Uh, code was all over the place, the different switches in different locales, no type of um, plan or long-term plan to get everything cleaned up. I think 75% of the data center servers were out of warranty uh, and not necessarily on any type of coverage. So it was a Herculean effort with the local staff just to keep everything running. Yeah. The upside is when I... I think with any job, when you take a new job, is you know, and when they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. I literally wanted to find a place that that one needed needed some help because I wanted to be able to come in and make a difference. But they also needed to understand that and be willing to do what they needed to do to make those changes. And I was very fortunate to come in to an administration who was open to that, who said. We're, we're looking for somebody with some external experience. Come in here, make a difference, and show us, you know, what we need to do and then make smart decisions financially because, obviously, we just can't come in and fix everything in a year. It's just not physically responsible for an organization our size. So we literally sat down, um, did some of the initial things that we, we needed to do, I had I had actually come up from the infrastructure side in my career, so this spoke to me a little more so than some small um, application to issues or something that we couldn't quite get in coding. So we sat down, started looking at all the systems, stabilizing what we could, what was crashing, what was going on, what seemed to be the key problems, and made a few changes 
you know, not anything, again, wholesale because we weren't quite where we were sitting, and I did not know the depth and breadth of the issues that we had. So I reached out to several different companies to come in and do a comprehensive assessment of the entire physical infrastructure and systems in the organization. And finding somebody completely neutral uh, was a bit of a challenge. And uh, fortunately, I had met some people out at uh, California based upon my previous position at the University of Kentucky. And uh, we were building, had been building some brand new uh, buildings, in fact, a 500-bed hospital there, and I was intimately involved in that. And I got this opportunity to meet a few people, and I came across a company who they weren't selling hardware, software, anything. They were selling their expertise, uh, and they had been around some really, really major healthcare organizations. And I convinced them to come out to Lawton, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and that what I call the mid-major hospitals were a, a large hospital, but were on the smaller end of large, but cumulatively across the country. I think we uh, represent quite a large margin for hospitals of that type. And they, you know, agreed with my my summation of that, and they came out here, and it was a really, really uh, positive outcome. And they came in, and together we were able to put together an entire portfolio of the entire hospital and everything that was going on and where exactly we stood. I mean, we all, from a technology perspective, and anybody that's been in the industry can sit down and say, you know, I want five nines and this beautiful data center and these perfect network infrastructure and all this brand-new equipment and totally running, but how do you get there? And how do you convince a board? And when a hospital this size is looking at, do we buy a new CT scanner or do I spend it on IT? And part of that is changing the concept or the understanding that IT is healthcare in a hospital right. setting. You know, we save lives. And I, I tell my staff that, and I said, you're, you're an intimate part of this. We help make this a better place and we help provide health care. I'm not touching the patient directly, but I'm providing systems that allow those medical staff to make decisions quicker and get results faster and therefore, you know, pass that on to the patients and the families. And that's that's what we're here for. And the company, what was the name of the company you dealt with? Uh, it is T2 Technology out of California, Los Angeles, California. Um, the former CTO from UCL Health, UCLA Healthcare had, uh, had started that company, and I'd had the opportunity to meet them. And they came out and actually did work for us at the University of Kentucky okay. because it's easy to go out and go to Cerner or McKesson or a lot of these other companies, for that matter. You know, if you want to network, if you go to Cisco, they're going to come in and tell you all the new Cisco products you need. Yeah. And, you know, or if you go to Dell, they're going to come in and tell you all the new Dell components that you need. And that's not to say that people don't do good jobs, but when I'm trying to earn the trust of my board and uh, my administration and I'm the new person here, you know, I, I need to be able to look them in the eye and say, this is, we need to replace it. Right now, this is where we are. 
Yeah. Here's our network equipment. Here's our data center equipment. Here's our physical data center itself. Here are the challenges that we have, and here are the things that we need to overcome. And here's some of the cost. I mean, you're, you're looking at how do we have a comprehensive off-site backup? You know, how do we do disaster recovery, business continuity? And a lot of these things had not, from an IT perspective, had not been tackled um, at the level that they should have been. Because instead of doing that, everybody was spending most of their time doing break-fix work on a daily basis and no type of strategy and long-term planning. So we just had to sit down, and, and that's one of the benefits of being the new guy, mm-hmm. is you get to come in and say, we're going to make these changes. Yeah. Um, and that that's one of the things is that, you know, you have to trust me. And with the support of the administration, again, we were able to do that. Without their support... Um, you know, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have lasted 18 months because people would have been frustrated with us. But we had to come in and, and tell them to be patient that we were going to make changes for the better, and you know that has come to reality. Right. I can imagine that that it it certainly can be a tough sell. But but a lot of this, like you said, a lot of the focus has, has been on just changing that perception of IT and you know IT needs versus the hospital needs and kind of breaking all of that down. Yeah, and, and for years, I mean, you get a lot of people um, in, in the administrative part of a hospital looking at IT as a black hole. I think that's a challenge no matter where you are. They're saying, you know, we're having to throw all of this money at you because of meaningful use and ICD-10 and HIPAA and all these new regulations that are coming out that make us put this in here. So essentially, you know, hosp- you know years and years ago, when I first started, um, a lot of the IT stuff was a bit of a luxury. It wasn't a mandated component, and it made things more efficient. But now you can't operate a hospital without it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. You are essentially a cost center. You know, people come in, they turn on the computer, they expect it to work. They turn on the flip a light, on, or light switch on the wall, they want the lights to come on. Right. And they expect those systems to be there 24-7 whenever they're treating patients. So, you know, that, to put that together and provide that these days can be a bit of a challenge on a, on a uh, smaller organization. It's a whole daunting task in a large organization. They each have their different nuances that they, that they have. But like I said, if, you know, for us, it's, it's a one of finance and funding and, and narrow margins, and you're a, a not-for-profit hospital, so... You're trying to, to do what's best for the community and for the organization. Now, in terms of uh, getting some of that, that board approval, was it something where with, with, the, uh, with the data center and you could kind of say, like, you know, this is what we absolutely need out of our network and this is what you're not getting? Was that part at least somewhat cut and dry? Well, so what, what I sat down and, and showed them was an exactly this is where you are. You know, yeah. not not as a doom and gloom like all is lost, but like this is where you are. Here's here's what's contributing to our issues and our problems. Yeah. Here are the things that we need to do, and we need to change the way we approach this and the way we think. Um, these are the items that I, you know that we would listed, and I would say you know, and I would obviously we looked at average cost to correct these items. 
and where we could spend money and, and working with the CFO quite closely is how are we going to approach this. And in our case, we operationalized several of the large cost components because things that other people take for granted in certain areas were not available to us. Um, a lot of people are doing you know, remote hosting, and for an IT guy, when people that come in non-IT and go, well, you know, tell me about this cloud thing. We'll just go do all of it in the cloud. And that's always, I guess, an inside joke with a lot of IT people. In fact, it's not quite what you're thinking. But our challenge was at the time, um, specifically, was the, the actual network connectivity into the city of Lawton was very limited. You had numerous uh, ISPs and groups that could provide services, but they were all sitting on one backbone. So it didn't matter that I had 10 people that could bring me a network drop into the hospital, but at all of it's going on the same vendor, then I'm in Tornado Alley here. So one one event can completely bring me down. I have no redundancy. So we really started pushing a lot of other vendors to come in and make some changes and unique pathways so that we could take advantage of things like remote hosting. But in the interim, we had to come up with some meaningful solutions. So we approached some large you know, vendors like EMC and said, we have a deal for you. We want to use your product, um, but everywhere we go, everybody wants us to use you know, cloud storage. Great, but here's our dilemma. And we explained it to them, and so we proposed, why don't you put your equipment on our or in our data center, and we'll just pay you over this period of time based upon a, an aggregate utilization every 90 days. And they kind of said, well, it's interesting, and I guess that one went up the, uh, up the food chain for them, and then they came back to us, and we, we met a, f- a few more times with some of their executives, and again, I sold my concept of you know smaller organizations, you know, look at us nationwide. This is a, a way to to bring them into the fold, and they concurred and, and agreed with us, and so we became part of a reference site for them and started referencing, you know, to different banks, smaller hospitals about this process. And, you know, we have state-of-the-art storage and backup, digital backup equipment at site and at our off-site location that we pay based upon utilization. For me to go out and buy all of that while I'm buying everything else was just not a feasible capital option for us. So, again, it was just a different way of approaching things. And my CFO at the time, you know, looked at that, and he said, the costs are the costs, but we need to to manage how we do this. And part of this was changing perceptions. They had previously, IT would just come in every year and throw a big number out there and say, we need to replace all the PCs. Well, trying to replace 1,700 PCs every three years is not a good plan for anybody. Right. So, and the same with your server base and all that. So we we started breaking those things up. We, you know, we'd stretch things, a few servers and applications, and we were very transparent with the board and with uh, administration and saying, here's the risks. Here's what we're going to do to mitigate those risks. Here's what we will do if something goes down. Uh, Here's why we made this decision or we want to make this decision. And uh, we presented that to them, and they were very active 
and selecting. And in certain cases, they came back and said, no, we don't want to run any risk here. We want this segment, you know, moved up or this segment um, re replaced concurrently with this one or upgraded concurrently. So the fact that they were very active participants and knew exactly where the money was going made it a little easier for them to do it. I mean, they weren't any freer with the money, but yeah. but they had an understanding. And after the first year, and meanwhile, you're seeing results and stabilization of your systems, a cleanup, a change in the organization, and that becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy in the organization, in my opinion. The staff here are suddenly no longer getting, you know, um, people aren't running into the office and yelling and something's not going down. So they feel a little bit better. Their their pride's up. They're, they're going after things. They see an achievable goal, and we, we work with them, and those things became reality. And, you know, so the whole mindset of the organization and the IT department changed. And it's we did everything from literally changing the – how things were acting and, and, and done and lighting even in the data center. You know, when I came in, it was kind of dark, and we brightened it up and got people active and got them all together, and we have a daily scrum to talk about these challenges and what are you going to do? What's today's work hold for us? What are the challenges today? What did we accomplish? You know, and we acknowledge each other, and it's become a, a very positive environment for that. Yeah. But still, you know, a daunting one because – as we talked about in that data center, um, our physical floor was collapsing. So the joke around here was computer crash was going to have a whole new meaning. You know, <laughs> we didn't take care of that. But how do you replace a computer floor in a data center and not bring everything down? So yeah. that was an interesting, you know, project to undertake. Uh, meanwhile, there was, like, no overhead cabling. Uh, and none in a data center that should have had it, you know, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. it didn't exist. Everything was under the floors. So that had all come out in the assessments, along with a lot of photographs, a lot of pictures, showing people the challenges of what we had to undertake. No cabling or labeling uh, control in any of the closets. So, you know, from 20 years' time, just people hooking something up and getting it done and walking away and, then when you had a problem, you're trying to locate that cable, and it was next to impossible. Yeah, I can imagine. So we started changing all that, and but we had to eat elephant a bite at a time, and that was the we you know go get this closet and clean it up. This is the one we're going to fix. Okay, that one's done. Let's go get this one fixed, and that's how we approached it. And it, it took us two years to get all of that done. Uh, but we replaced every single network switch. Uh, we were very fortunate again. We sold our story and our theory to uh, Brocade Networks. They had just done a similar deal with uh, Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, and we said, well, come out to Lawton, Oklahoma, <laughs> mm -hmm. and do the same thing. And again, they kind of balked and said, we don't normally work and, you know, in that, that area. We work a lot larger. But yeah. we sold them on that concept, and they have probably been one of the most supportive partners that we've we've worked with since then. Um, they have just really embraced the concept. They've they've gotten behind it 100%. They send people here 
and work with us. It's a continual design. We have, I feel, a really truer partnership, and they've been really active with us. Uh, they're with their headquarters out of Dallas. They're three hours away from us. So part of our plan, too, is to offer to have people come in, and we'll be site visits, and, of course, we do reference sites, and we show them what we have. But uh, from stem to stern, I'm a full brocade shop, uh, with the exception of my access points for wireless. Everything in here is brocade, and uh, it's been a marvelous transition in the network. So, I mean, we have a, you know, a network that can rival anyone's at this point from our perspective. And that's a very, a very nice feeling to have for me because that helps me sleep at night and the stability. And then they, they work with us. There's a 24-7 support component uh, that they, they work with us. They work to train our staff. So, like I said, they have, they have sincerely embraced this project and this process, and that's, that was, that's been a, a big reason for part of our success. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.